Welcome to the Keelhauled Podcast. I'm the voice of Sea of Thieves, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news for you. So tie yourself to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, I have locked Caleb in the brig. He is not coming out for a while until he decides that he can get on board with Team Green. But this week, we don't really have much news, so I did want to bring on Chenzo, who is a streamer and a friend in the Discord server who has been playing the game for quite a while. And the reason I wanted to bring them on was to make sure that I had a differing opinion than my own to talk about limited time cosmetics, the value that they hold as well as pve servers and whether or not they are detrimental to the future of the game all that more in this week's episode of keel hauled podcast as always i wanted to take a moment to thank all the patreons that have joined recently and as well as the existing members of the keel hauled patreon so this week Thank you to Chateau Neuf, Lumpy SRQ, Registella, Rustbelt Kid, El Jefe Esteban, TN Professor, Captain Zipella, Big Bad Pad, Mina Ferry, CJ, aka Chris Johnston, Davram TV, Frank P. Cosmic Johnson, and Kylia, the aficionado. Thank you all so much for the support that you give me as well as the Patreon and the podcast. It means a lot to me. And if you guys want to join and get your name on there, the third tier of the podcast will get your name in there. The or actually, no, the second and third tier will get your name in the podcast. The third tier will gain you access to the Gold Hoarder Discord channel where you can speak directly to me if you have any questions and know about some of the things that are going to be happening on the show before I actually record them. Some of them I already know what this episode is going to be about because they happen to see who I was chatting with. So if you'd like to join, feel free to head over to the show notes. You'll see the links in the uh, show notes for the Patreon. And with that, let's get into the interview. I'm already (laughs) going to have to play it now. I'm sorry. I don't. It just happened. I didn't. I didn't. This doesn't always happen. I'm sorry. (sighs) Go with that. I wanted to I wanted to start off. First off, kind of giving people an idea of who you are. Now, you go by Chenzo. I'm assuming your name is not actually Chenzo and you don't have to reveal your name. But as far as I can tell, there's no actual proof that you aren't Ray Romano. You might know me from uh, the movies that I've been in, uh, the Ice Ages, and also my show, Everybody Loves Chenzo. Everybody loves Raymond. I'm sure the call sheet probably said Chenzo because you've... you've They had to use my stage name for the show. Gotcha. Gotcha. That makes sense. So I I wanted to... (laughs) I'm just going to say you're not the only person that has pointed it out. That's the thing is as soon as I heard your voice... Because you stream and, you know, for many of the people in in the community, I I only get to hear them when I get to play with them. But I remember the first time I jumped in on one of your on one of your ships and stuff, we were talking and I was like, this guy sounds like Ray Romano. But there's no way Ray Romano (laughs) plays Sea of Thieves. Does he? How do you know? How do you know? Is he into it? I mean, Freddie Prince Jr. plays Sea of Thieves, yeah. but he's pretty he's pretty out there about that. It's not like he's hiding behind uh, the the you know the the handle the dread sexy uh all the time you know he's out there as freddie prince so maybe ray romano just doesn't want to talk about it and he's he's been living under the name chenzo for a long time and you know that's a very real possibility it is and if that's the case ray thank you so much for all (laughs) of your comedic efforts through your entire life it has helped given me a, a basis to to know that sarcasm in the right context is great and totally worth it 
Otherwise, you're welcome. I, I appreciate that. So you've been you've been part of the community for a long time. I honestly can't even remember. I'm pretty sure it was in the first year that uh, you kind of popped into the Discord. Um, yeah, after you started. Yeah, I started so, playing Sea of Thieves right at the end of the Meg, the Hungering Deep. Mm-hmm. And I floated around on a couple of discords and then I forget how I found yours, but then for whatever reason, I stuck around. It was the good one. <laughs> it was the good one. That's it was the good one. <laughs> it had nothing, nothing to do with anything I actually did. It just happened to be that I had a no. couple good, good people. It absolutely had to do with everything you did. You know what I mean? <laughs> like you set up this, the podcast, you set up your community. Like I was like, all right, way to go, Logan. I'm going to hang out here for a little bit. <laughs> well, I mean, to be perfectly honest, the, the, the community has grown and shrunk and changed. And, you know, people have come and gone with the game for, for over the last few years and stuff. But I'm always I, I'm always surprised because every once in a while I'll get like a notification on the Keelhaul podcast uh, Twitter account, which I don't I don't typically get. I don't usually see like a lot of activity on there. It's more of a landing site for people that want links if they're looking for the podcast or the discord. But every once in a while I see you tagging an invite in the, in the Twitter handle for folks that are out there who are just so frustrated with the game. And part of me is really happy because I'm like, Oh, that's cool. Someone's, you know, they're having a hard time playing solo. They're looking for a crew. They lost their crew, you know, whatever the circumstances may be. And they need friends to play with and you're bringing them to the discord. And then the other part of me is like, these are really ticked off people who really are unhappy with the game and you're sending them to my, to my discord. Right. So it's, most it's, of the, I was going to say most of the time, those are the people I'm talking to about the topic we may begin to discuss or whatever, but yes, which I, if people haven't gotten and gotten to know us very well, they may not know this, but you and I have very, very differing opinions, but you're going to say something before I cut you off. Uh, I don't remember what it was. I was just going to say, like, I, it's usually I send them in because I'm like, I know you're likely to find a crew or at least yeah. have, you know, a, a place where you can talk about stuff. And there's we your discord has both or all opinions on the game generally. So it's like you should be able to find somebody that's like minded there. Yeah. Yeah. There's there's a little bit of something for everyone in the discord. Thankfully, I, I rarely ever run into a situation where someone's just like, I I don't have anyone to play with right now. Or in most of the time, it's just it's just kind of timing on when that happens. It's never like nobody doesn't want to play with anyone. Everyone yes. kind of yes. has people that they like to play with. But that's actually because of getting to know new people from the Discord. I, I wanted to to ask you, like, you've been playing Sea of Thieves for a long time. You started streaming a long time ago. But what got you into streaming? Because that's not like your goal. That's just something that you like to do. Yeah, I I don't know. Like, it's just like I was teaching myself stuff. Like my overlay, I code it myself mm-hmm. and then, you know, just figuring out how everything works. And then I liked, because I have Amazon Prime, that it it saves all my stuff for a really long time. And I would always be able to go back and have a recording of an event of something that happened. Because inevitably, every, every stream, every time I sail, really, something spectacular happens or something awesome happens or something hilarious happens. And um, then it became a thing where my crew like to watch it afterwards to be like, Oh, let me like, I remember that thing that happened and they'll be able to find the spot and watch it. And now, you know, there's a couple other crews that I periodically sail with or bounce around with. And it's like, you know, it's just something to share with them. Yeah. It's a great way. Cause I, I 
been in that boat so many times where I'm not streaming and something really awesome happens. Like I have a really good night, you know, back in the day, it used to be fighting over forts and stuff. But now it's something weird happens with a powder keg in a ship that you weren't expecting or something. Right. Just a, a lot of fun. And if you don't clip it, then it's just you have to trust that your memory is there, you yes. know, and it, it still surprises me to this day. It still surprises me that with all of the Twitch streamers out there, with all of the clips and videos that we've seen, so many people are willing to mock up the shrouded ghost and <laughs> pretend that it actually is a thing. Like there's so much, I, I mean, everyone's worried about deep fakes and stuff in, in, you know, like that's what meta humans. Yeah. yeah. Like the work being put into making Megs look like a shrouded ghost is ridiculous. So many hours wasted on that kind of content that they, they could be doing other more, I don't know, profitable stuff. Cause it's not like anyone's making money off of nothing. So. Yeah. I, dude, every time it's a private. Meg comes up and it's not the shrouded ghost, I get a little in Raged. Just a little bit raged every time. <laughs> so it's funny because I've seen you get upset and it's the best thing because I'm not saying you are Ray Romano, but <laughs> the way you get upset is so in line with what Ray Romano's angry looks like that I, I can't help but sit there and be like, is that, maybe it is him. It's This is why I'm, when I get angry in real life, everybody just kind of laughs. No, I'm actually angry. <laughs> it's It's great. I love it so much. So with the overlays, you're the the captain of the holy bartender, if I'm correct. I am. I am. I'm impressed. But you have been, your overlay is one of the more interesting overlays that I've had. I, I've seen around because you actually have your pirate as the avatar in the profile pic. And you have a really cool little voice meter that kind of pops up every time you speak. So it's it's a moving image of just your pirate. But I, I haven't seen anyone else really dive into that. Most people usually go with a camera or like, you know, like a green green screen on them. They've got their streamer mic in their face and they're like, I've, I'm talking into a beautiful $400 microphone and you can see my perfectly lit face. You went with a pirate and I'm, I'm curious, was there a reason behind that? Like what was the kind of reasoning for going with that in, in coding it There's, specifically? It actually changes now too. I can put up, it's called the Scooby Skull. It's this, the skull from one of the uh, Scooby-Doo's. I don't know. I don't want to have to constantly make sure I'm shaved and have my desk area all clean and if somebody catch me accidentally like touching my face or something like I I don't know. And like that's who I am when I'm playing. Mm -hmm. I am the pirate like he's my avatar in the game and I don't stream anything else currently. Like it's just it's literally three nights a week I go sailing. Yeah. As a pirate. Yeah, I I it still surprises me cuz I I feel I feel you on that. Um when I'm sailing I am me but my pirate is me and I and I don't really have to have the camera up for me to feel like I'm expressing myself in the game because I just I connect right. so much with the character that is my pirate. But I wanted to to get a couple bits of news out. So did you get a chance to pick up all of the Twitch drops for the last I did. I did. Uh I'm just, had you, on your you uh, Discord. Kept me honest, pointing it out every time. Yeah. What do I think yeah, of the cosmetics themselves? Because mm -hmm. we uh, got the okay. Gilded Phoenix. Yeah, yeah, they're okay. I'm liking the next set that's creeping. Is so like that's, yeah, that's that's going to be the next stuff. That, so if, for folks that listened last week, um, or actually, no, I guess it was two weeks ago. Yeah, because Caleb took over. I had to lock him in the brig and I, <laughs> I put up pictures of the color white in front of the in front of the bars so that he could get a better understanding of what white versus green is. Oh, my so God. So that when the next Take time you see forever. green... <laughs> 
it is green. Thank you. Yeah. It's been scientifically proven. It is green and no one can I, prove otherwise. I, all the gilded stuff's green. I mean, all the Athena stuff's green, you know, Ramsey's green, you know, all the Athena stuff's green. The Athena curse mm-hmm. is white. No, absolutely. Yeah. green. No. It's a really bright green, but it yeah. is still definitely green. Uh, it, I'm not letting that go. Caleb can fight me on that. He can fight Falcor. I'll fight him and Falcor will continue making videos. So it works out. But we got another round of Twitch drops coming out. I'm excited for this because it's a really strange thing to see this Gilded set come out or the Gilded Phoenix set come out because as far as I can tell, these emblems, the Phoenix with the rare symbol are is the same stuff that they were using for the creator crew stuff. And part of me wonders, is the Gilded Phoenix set just stuff that should have been going to the content creators when they were they were asked to stream for the the commendations and they were supposed to get rewarded with this stuff for however long they continued to stream it. But Mm. now they're just giving it away to the to the masses like I'm This is where I wanted to bring you in because if people don't know, and I guess I've been kind of hinting at the topic, there's two things that you and I talk about all the time. And it's alliance servers, whether they're good or bad for the game or whether they should be a thing or not, and uh, value to cosmetics. And these are things that I've very outwardly spoken about how I feel about them. You have very differing opinions for the most part, but we we tend to have good dialogue whenever we talk about them. But what do you think about the idea that this Gilded Phoenix set should have been stuff that was going for the creator crew uh, it reputation? Didn't, didn't even dawn on me until you just mentioned it, that that could be the case or it might have been the plan. When I saw it, I thought, well, the creator crew is giving them out. Like yeah. They're the ones that are able to, like when you watch the creator cruise, cruise streams, like that's, you get <laughs> the prizes from them, right? You're getting, yeah. but maybe I, the creator cruise stuff's like, I don't know how that all works or whatever. Like, I don't know how, what yeah. they were thinking or whatever, but. Well, it, it felt like the start of something. It felt like they were trying to build up the streamer base for on right. Twitch. And, and the way that they were going to do it was they were going to put in-game rewards for people who streamed and had their Twitch account connected. And it was like, cool. So the goal is they kick up the creator crews. They've got their partners, which will do giveaways for stuff like that. But the creator crew is available for anyone. And if you want the cosmetics from that, you just have to participate in actually streaming the game. And right. a lot of people did. So when I see this, I'm like, Okay, this looks like the creator crew didn't have the results that they wanted. They've still got all these cosmetics built out for it. And now they're just going to put it into the Twitch drops because it's a great way to drive engagement for the partners. That's kind of my tinfoil hat conspiracy theory on this. I don't Um, know if it's a conspiracy theory. It might be just a really good guess. It might. I one thing that Rare does that I like is that they'll like well, we're going to try to do this thing and they do it and they're like that's not working out and they change direction instead of charging ahead still with a failed plan. So maybe the creator crew was going to be this thing and they're like oh like you said they're like this is not giving us the results we were originally looking for. Like mm-hmm. screw it, let's move on. And then there's all these artists that are like, but we made these things. And they're like all right, all right, we'll yeah. figure out another way to get rid of them. Yeah. And so I always wanted them to be like creator crew. Like how about the people that do the maps or. Or, you know, there's the one guy that did, one guy, I guess there's a couple of people, but uh, did the map that shows where the storm is. That's a creator. He's not doing, a st- you know, a stream, but like that helps the community or Rare Thief or whatever. Like, I don't know. You know what I mean? Those are creators. I always was like, give me an API that lets me see when somebody's sailing and what boat they're on or what their cosmetics look like or how many, you know, 
how much gold they have or anything like that that's available for other people to use other than the website where you're the only one that can see it. Yeah, it's really impressive to me just like and and you brought up a really cool thing that is the the, the meteorologists out there, the sea of these meteorologists who are out there yeah, kind of building. It's amazing that what they've essentially done is just track the storm and try and find out like where it goes and how to get it, what the patterns are. And they've managed to do that well enough that they were working on a website that actually shows off to whoever visits the website. It's like, hey, did you want to know kind of where the storm is? And this is the reason that this will be really cool is if they decide to bring back things like uh, fishing tournaments or fishing events and they're they're shooting for those uh, very specific kinds of fish that can only be found, you know, the storm fish are only found in storms. Having a website like this is going to be really, really important for people to be able to know like where to go when they log in. Um, were you going to say something though? No, I was just going to say like when they posted the map or whatever, like I, at that time, after having played for years, I never knew the storm was the, in the same spot on all servers. Like it just exists in the same place oh, everywhere. Really? No, I was like, ah, like that's cool. Yeah. And so they have it plotted out and you can be like, all right, you're on this island. You know, it's coming within the next 10 minutes. It's going to hit Sanctuary Outpost. Yeah. Yeah. And if you're cool. if you're playing on one side and you're stuck in one or, or at an island or you're, you know, if you wanted to start something, but you see the storm, you could actually check and see like, okay, what's the trajectory right. of this storm? And is it worth is it worth it for me to start whatever the heck I plan on doing? Like, I don't know, say you're trying to do uh keg again, you know, and you want to get as many kegs as you can, knowing where that storm's gonna be is is huge. <laughs> <laughs> to try and make yeah. sure that you don't lose everything. But to kind of kind of get back to what we were talking about with the Gilded Phoenix, the reason we brought it up is because there's new Twitch drops coming out. And I'm looking forward to this because we're going to be seeing, let's see, Friday, or no, February 19th is when it starts. 10 a.m. GMT, which is 2 a.m. PST and 5 a.m. EST. From the 19th to the 23rd, you'll be able to pick up the Gilded Phoenix shovel then the spyglass, then the shuffle dance emote, which sure. <laughs> so I don't know if you wanted to miss out on a day, you, that would be the day to miss out. And then the pocket watch and then eventually the fishing rod are going to be the, the pieces that you get next. I'm really curious to see what this whole set looks like because it looks cool from what we've seen. Yeah. I don't know. Did you Did you have any feelings on how they're releasing these? Do you feel good about the fact that they're doing it like each day you have to watch 20 minutes uh or would you prefer to be all in one one lump sum and get it knocked out i'm fine i like it's just another way to get something else yeah. or whatever i've missed things like i i don't know i try not to get upset about that stuff i know a lot of people are like completionists and they're like i don't want to watch twitch but i need to get this thing because it'll be like a gap in their mm -hmm. collection or whatever i'm okay with it so in speaking of cosmetics you you talked about missing some of them um are there some that you have missed that you you really really were looking forward to that are like on that that bucket <laughs> list of cosmetics you wish you could get i the wailing barnacle set i miss the capstan and the flag and i have everything else it's with the wailing barnacle set everyone i talk to i don't know that's one of my favorites no one has it so weird it's like a good good set i love the figurehead <laughs> like it's the way it's put in there it's all hammered yeah. in and like Looks like it's falling off and stuff. That's it's too awesome. Funny. I have that whole set. I never use it. And it's it's so weird to me. Everyone, Blast everyone me. is so excited. I try to rotate sets every time I sail. I don't have a regular you, set. I know you generally have a, a couple favorites, though. 
Um, what are your, what are your, I do so have what do you, what do you typically like to throw on? It depends on what's happening mm-hmm. or whatever. I sometimes do the, like the grog set and I have the, uh, conquer uh, animated yeah. <laughs> figurehead and then all the, all the, it's a bunch of different ones that have the like clinking glasses yeah. and stuff. And then I have periodically put on, um, the forsaken ashes stuff. The original mm, set yeah. or whatever that I like that dragon a yeah, lot. No one ever uses that. Like, it yeah, is a dragon. It I is, think. but no one ever puts that no. up. It's so funny. I think some people don't like it because it's like glowing. They're like, "I'm over here." I'm it's over here. so funny. So yeah, I don't know. it reminds me of when Asylum was like, "Yeah, I'm over here. What are you gonna do? You, you want to come fight? Fine, let's fight." So it's funny. I, yeah. I've I've changed my perspective on the glowy stuff because of what Asylum <laughs> said. Now he's just like, "Yeah, you can see me. I wasn't trying to hide." But okay. Right. <laughs> Cracks me up. And honestly, at distance, you know, that stuff doesn't render. No, so it's true. Generally, yeah, okay. Yeah, people are going to see your ship before they see the glow anyway. So it doesn't doesn't really matter right. too much. You see that you spot the sails yeah, first. Yeah, that's always the, that's the, that's how you know. That's always like, is it a, is it a person ship or is it a, a skeleton ship? And you always check by the sails. Yes. Um, I wanted to check in with you about seasons because you you tend to play a lot uh, more often than I get to um, these days because I've been trying to focus on making sure I get the value out of my games when I'm actually buying them. Like I just I just bought Mad Max for five bucks and <laughs> yes. I and I was like, why am I buying Mad Max? Mm. I'm not gonna play it for a while. So why did I buy it? And it was like it was on sale. Five bucks. That's worth it for five bucks, man. That's a good one. Yeah, and that's what I've heard too. That's everyone's everyone I've talked to about. It. It's like, yeah, Mad Max is a good game, and I was like, I missed out on it. It is. So that's on Steam for five bucks now, and now I have this game that I have installed. Don't know when I'll actually boot it up, <laughs> but I'm trying to get better about that. But uh, so season one, we're in it. Overall impressions: Are you happy with it? Are you unhappy with it? What would you like? No, I absolutely love it. I am totally 100% behind it. I like how mm-hmm. they did it. I like that you don't need the plunder pass mm-hmm. if you don't want it. I, you know, in getting the things done without trying, like I haven't focused on the trials yeah. at all. And so I play three times a week for a couple of hours. And I'm since it came out, I'm already at like 71, nice. maybe. And so, you know, honestly, if you just do the events, the world events, you rank up so fast because the like the Kraken gives you a lot. The Meg gives you a lot. The Vortex, you know, fighting the Ashen Lords yeah. gives you a lot. Doing a fort, just a regular fort gives you a lot. Like, in fact, I've been trying to do a fort because I know that's one of the trials and I can't ever get to one because I get distracted by whatever else <laughs> is happening. How do you feel about that? Is that, does that irk you sometimes when you're, when you actually do want to set out to do something, but so many other things in the world are kind of pulling for your attention and you're like, ah, oh, I, I want to go do that for it's PVE. I love PVE so much, uh, being that I'm, I'm so big on <laughs> PVE that I have to go do this for it. But this other ship is just so right in my face that I can't ignore it. Is that, is that kind of an issue for you? I did. It sounded like a recording of me. <laughs> no, um, I, we play my, me and my crew and, and me solo even as like, all right, I, take a voyage or whatever and I go do it and then if something happens that's just you just do that thing like that's the beauty of the game in my mind mm-hmm. it's like you don't have to go do the thing it's like all right this is the you know, the emergent event happened whether it be a kraken or another player or 
whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like you got distracted trying to f- get on a skeleton throw and there's somebody there. You're like, hey, dude, we, we both try to sit together. No, don't shoot me. Don't shoot me. No, no. Look, I just want you to sit on the throne with me. I, people poo-pooed that event. I loved the Thrones event. That's when I was still solo. And so it was really hard as a sloop to creep up to somebody and be like, I'm not shooting you. Look, guns are up. I'm unarmed. I have a white flag. I just want you to sail over here and sit on this throne <laughs> with me. And then you can sink me. I don't care. Just let's just do this. Will you get stuff? I get stuff. Let's uh, do it. Like I, I, I remember was some of your frustrations with the first uh, festival of giving event and trying to get people to turn in uh, the, the gifts. The, yes. The, and it was just, it was so funny to kind of watch you get so frustrated. He was just like, why don't they just turn it in? I don't understand. It's just take the thing and stick it in her hand. That's all you have to do. Just pick it up and give it to her. That's it. Why is this so hard? so great i saw an image on reddit and it's it was sea of thieves but the thieves was crossed out and it said trust issues so it's thieves <laughs> sea of trust issues and everybody's like you're constantly like uh, i don't understand what this guy's gonna do they're saying they're gonna be friends but i don't know oh my god Why are you on my i have the font for that i am totally going <laughs> going to type that up because that's great i just want to see yeah. what that looks like um so i wanted to on the topic of of gilded phoenix set um Cosmetics are kind of the hot topic in the game because it's the thing that differentiates us from other pirates out there outside of actual combat. Um, with cosmetics, I personally, I like the ones I have. I, I don't really care, you know, what I've got or, or what I don't have. If I miss something, it's not a huge deal to me uh, because I, I generally have my look. And I think once you get your look, it's kind of like hitting pirate legend for me. I, I don't care as much or hitting like 75 with all the factions. Once that happens, it's far less likely for me to be upset if I lose out on like the gold and same thing with the cosmetics. I, if I lost out on cosmetics, I'm kind of okay with it because I already feel comfortable with what I've got. But I know a lot of completionists uh, put a lot of value in having everything, and that's actually the value to it, not necessarily like what what it looks like to them. So I'm I'm curious to get your thoughts on cosmetics uh, before we dive into value. Um, Are you one that tends to go for stuff because of the way it looks, or do you go for stuff because you want to have that checkbox? Uh, A little bit of column A, a little column B. I generally don't change up my clothes. I think you you do what I do, which is like I my pirate has a look and that's just the way I am. And that might change slowly over a long period of time. Um and I can let stuff go too. Like I'm not gonna get bent out of shape if I like I worry that I can't get the whatever it is to 20 forts done in time to get mm-hmm. the thing. But um I like having them be time limited because it's like um you know you were there at this time. Like, that's why I like the Wailing Barnacle set because it's one of the first things I like where I started paying attention to that. And it like, you know, this is, I was here at this point when this thing was going on. I don't even remember what it was for. Um, was that the ship when they introduced the, the skeletons? Whaling, yeah, the skeleton ship fleet, I the think. The Wailing Barnacle was, oh gosh, what was that? Because they had, they had two sets that came out outside of the Curse Sales event, which was the, uh, the Bone Crusher cosmetics and that was the whaling barnacle and the ocean crawler oh, if yeah. i recall correctly i could yeah, be mistaken yeah. about that you got a couple sales from that too which yeah. i also like like if you you were like the savior of the whatever seas you'd get those sales and like i like that too i like that those it's like part of your log or your your mm-hmm. story and then they stopped really producing those like there's not many things that come out now that you can't get like they introduce a whole new thing that's just in the game now forever and so you have an unlimited amount of time to get to that but i like the ones that are 
time mm-hmm. limited. You can only get them for a little bit. And I know people get upset about that because like, oh, I was down the shore and I was gone for two weeks, so I couldn't finish it. Like it's not fair or whatever. And it's yeah. like, you know. Yeah. So how sucks, do you reconcile but... that? If, if say that's you, you, you missed out on the whaling barnacle, but you, you prefer the time limited to me. That is, it's a conflict in my mind where I'm just like, how can you be upset when you miss out on cosmetics, but then want limited time stuff? I'm not upset. I'm upset at myself or I'm sad that I wasn't there, but I'm not. Like, I don't think they should reintroduce it. I think they came around at one point and they let people get the drum from... Yeah, the Hungering um, Deep event. Maybe not the drum or something. Yeah, and I thought that was terrible. And then my sword, my Forsaken Ashes Cutlass, which I loved, which came Mm -hmm. out with the roar. But they were like, here, you can just get this too. And I'm like, hey, no. Like, I didn't... Like, I don't want any of this stuff from that. Like, I don't have the day one eye of reach. I don't think they should give that out. So whatever. Th- now a couple of people have the sales, the founder sales. Is that what they're called when you were there? Um, initially? They had the, the brave Vanguard stuff and they have the deckhand stuff. Yeah. That's it. So that, That's that kind of leans a little bit more into some of the discussions that we've had is, is you, you have stuff that was time limited. Um, but rare has always made a point to try and reissue stuff, uh, in, in some fashion or other after having it for so long, is there not like a statute of limitations to how long you can have it before someone else has an opportunity to try and, and accomplish a goal, uh, whether it be bigger or smaller than what it was when you initially got it to to be able to get those cosmetics? Like, I'm, I'm curious if they did reintroduce cosmetics for people that weren't there initially, um, would you be okay with them getting it if the way they had to get it was harder than the way that you got it initially? Oh, uh, it could even just be the same. And I I would hope that they would do it so it was just slightly different. Like I know how they have variants mm-hmm. or whatever, but I, you know, as long as it was the same kind of thing, like I don't even remember what those things were at this point. <laughs> um, but again, like I feel like, and I know we're gonna probably lead into it again, but like it's the uniqueness of the thing that gives it value. And so if they're just here, just everybody can have one of these. It's like suddenly not cool right. anymore, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? Like that's where, it, that's where the value dips so off. Let's let's get into that because um, one of the things that I wanted to bring you into is uh, your feelings on Alliance servers. Uh, it's always a, a push button topic for the community. It, it always feels like <laughs> yeah. there's people on both sides. Um, if it's one thing that I've liked in our community is, is that we can generally be pretty civil about it um a lot of people tend to get heated but i don't think there's ever been any bad blood between people because of that it may have and i just may haven't seen it because i i don't i'm not trying to track everyone's messages or or anything but (laughs) you're not keeping track of the uh, feuds no i I don't think there's any bad blood or at least i have not seen it either i think what happens is people type out paragraph sized discord (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> conversations or whatever that's how you can tell they're they're into it or whatever yeah. but it is a push by so i wanted to bring up alliance servers with you because we've had this discussion and you you generally know how i feel about alliance servers i i like them yes. existing for the people who have have a harder time with just the normal adventure mode i would prefer if everyone was in adventure mode because i think that's the better experience uh for for, for right. overall but i'm also comfortable in that setting. So it's, it's hard for me to take normal Captain Logan and be like, okay, well, this is, this is how I feel. This is what I like to do. I don't like to go arena because it's too, too toxic, but I like adventure because it's just right. And Alliance servers are just not quite as uh, organic of a feeling to me. So I generally don't go to those because I don't necessarily feel like I need to, but for, 
for people that feel like they need to, I would rather those exist uh, so that they they have an opportunity to to play the game because at the end of the day, that's what I want. I don't I don't care if uh, how they play the game. I just want them to play the game because I want there to be people playing it so that there's reason for the devs to keep working on it so that it continues to produce content for me <laughs> so that I can keep playing it. Um, right. The reason right. why I wanted to bring up Alliance Service for you is because you generally feel like the way people earn gold and cosmetics through alliance servers cheapens uh cheapens the way that that you earn cosmetics and gold and and if i'm putting words in your mouth please stop me and, and tell me how you really feel no that's that's about right it's mostly this is where it's uh, do the cosmetic items have value in themselves like i place a value on the forsaken ashes cutlass because i went through the trouble of getting it or the uh, jacket of the damned is one that mm -hmm. i always bring up i it's like clear the fort of the dam 10 times or something like seven times, yeah. 10 times, something like that. Um, and so that's, that's an accomplishment. That's a tough thing to do on the regular servers because, you know, you light up a fort of the damned, you know, every sweat is coming in <laughs> and trying to take it from you. Yeah. But if you're on an Alliance server, you can just get five, six ships, get them all together, stack them one right after the other and bang it out at night. And it's like, well, why did I even go through all the trouble of getting my thing when you can just do that? Oh, there, pirates. I know you don't like listening to ads, but you know what you do like? It's saving money. And the way you can do that is by helping me. See, I have an affiliate link to Gamefly.com. What that does is when you purchase games from Gamefly using the affiliate link in the show notes, you can help give money to me without it costing you extra. And you might be wondering, well, what the heck would I want to buy over at Gamefly.com? Well, their used games are some of the best deals that you can find for physical copies of games. Like Watch Dogs Legion right now, that was just released at the end of October of last year is on sale right now for $20, cheapest I've seen so far. If you want to pick up Cyberpunk and you want to get a good deal on it, but you don't want to have to pay full price, no worries. Gamefly has got you covered. They've got it used right now for $30. Now, maybe some of you out there have the Avengers idea. They think you might want to pick it up when it's cheap because they might actually make it into a good game. Well, no problem. They've got it for $17.99. All three of those games right now, free shipping if you want to pick those up. Maybe you were interested in uh, Jedi Fallen Order, but you didn't want to pick up Game Pass. You can pick up a used copy for $20 through Gamefly.com. And using the affiliate link in the show notes, you'll be able to help support the podcast just by helping yourself save some money on some really good games. Maybe not Avengers, maybe other good games. I don't know. Depends on how you feel. But thanks again. And then the item has value because it's it's hard to get and it's mm -hmm. rare. But if it becomes easy to get and is not rare anymore, then it's like its value decreases. And so that's one of my main points. Like I understand that some people don't, they're like, ah, oh, it's like, I don't want to have to watch the horizon all the time and look over my shoulder and worry about, mm -hmm. you know, a galleon rolling up on me and just blowing holes in my boat when I'm just trying to like gather up stuff so I can complete my thing. But that, that's the game. Like that, that is the point of the yeah. game. And so I, I don't know, I feel like it's too harsh of a word, but they're boosting or cheating the mm -hmm. system to gain an advantage over everybody else. And it is like, it's like, they're like, wow, you could just join an Alliance server. You can't just join an Alliance server. You have to jump through their hoops. Like somebody set up the rules. You have to join their discord and get vetted and all this stuff. And understand like they, you know, they have people like trying to like 
break into their thing yeah. or whatever, but like you, it's not something you can just do that, like the average person. Yeah. Can't do. And, and I think that's kind of the interesting thing. Cause I, I, when I think of Alliance servers, I, tr I generally think of the, uh, the, the Robin hood server with a uh, NAFE Pacewell, who the whole point of his discord and his community was designed on helping people who didn't have time or, or didn't have the crews to get a bunch of gold and get a bunch of, of uh, reputation with the servers, but they wanted to they wanted to get to that pirate legend status. And and it's kind of how you promote Keelhauled when you do is to try and help people find crews because you want them to do it. They never, I don't know that they ever locked out entire servers. They probably did at some point. I, I can't speak for, to that, but the point of it was to try and help people get something that they normally wouldn't be able to receive on their own. I, I always wonder, like, their story is different from your story as far as how you get it. And their value is going to be different on their items compared to yours. So do you ever reconcile how some people value their cosmetics because of the story and the trouble that they went to get it? Uh, having to go through an alliance server application, having to get vetted, having to get brought in there, having to be trusted into a into a Discord where they're going to be able to bring you on into a, an alliance, is the the effort outside of the game for that anywhere close to the amount of effort that it takes for you to get on a server um, and and to to fight off other ships while you're working on a fort of the damned? No, like that's that's mm -hmm. way easier, and I'm not I'm not demeaning that. In fact, the concept. It's happened in your Discord of like, all right, here's a guy that just wants to do his thing. He can't do it. He doesn't have a crew. Like, why don't Alliance servers, instead of having Alliance servers, just be like, all right, we have three awesome pirates. Join our boat and the four of us will go out and get your mm -hmm. thing done. Instead of making the server PVE mm -hmm. only. And you and because it's all these boats together and they're all in Alliance, you're like getting mad gold and ranking up really fast or whatever, because all these other people are doing all this stuff. Or like I said, you can stack the Fort of the Damned together. Everybody gets one skull and gets all their lights and burn through it really fast because, you know, what's his name comes down on the dock and there's 14 people yeah. shooting him. Yeah. Like that's your, like I said, you're gaming the system to gain an advantage over everybody else. And I, you know, some of those people maybe need help, but that's letting them cheat doesn't seem the right mm -hmm. choice. Like, and then they're not learning how to play the game and they're going to do that thing and they're going to move off. And then I know people that play on Alliance servers, they're like, all right, I'm going to go over here. I'm going to get my commendations done and do my stuff. And now I'm going to join the regular server and just be a reaper. And then that's one of my concerns about is if they ever release PVE only mm -hmm. servers is that everybody will do their PVE stuff on those servers and then just join the regular PVPVE servers to yeah. fight. And then everybody's just shooting Like you just, you turn the PVE, PVPVE servers into PVP only. Yeah. And like, I know people that are like, oh, well, they, they definitely do that. They do their stuff on the Alliance servers and then just fight on the non-Alliance servers, which is like, that's, you're ruining the game for everybody else. Interesting. Because you're not letting anybody have a chance to take your stuff from them, from you, which happens. We, sunk happens. We get sunk every once in a yeah. while. It just happens. Like, oh man, you got somebody jumped on you last night. We were, these guys just were like in a sloop wrecking mm. us, got away. But it's like, man, some people are yeah. just good. That's and bloodthirsty. <laughs> so that's that's where the main concern I think you have is is you want there to be an equal opportunity for people to lose on PV on 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 in adventure as opposed to going to an alliance server removing the opportunity for you to be able to find them doing their guild at Athena 
and you having having to risk your gilded Athena per se. This is all just kind of hypothetical at this point, but you right. having to risk yours because you're not wanting to go to an alliance server to work on that. And right, I that's precisely it. It's not that I want to get them. It's that they're not taking the same risks right. as me. So I I, I, mean? I definitely see the 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 unfair advantage that that provides. It's, you know, it's not lost on me. I would prefer it, you know, if I had every opportunity to every, you know, if everyone had to do their, uh, their gilded Athena outside of an alliance, um, then I think that would, that would, that might actually solve that problem. But then that brings, that opens up a whole can of worms on a slippery slope and just watches a whole bunch of worms slide on a slippery, I don't know why you'd want to do that, but you know, if we, <laughs> if you had to push it to the extreme, then having, having voyages that you could only do outside of an alliance is like, I don't know if I want to go into that territory. Um, so I, I could see. I could see where you guys come from uh, for the folks that that don't like having alliance services because it, they're not risking anything. And it's weird because for me, when I when I think about Sea of Thieves, it, it can be hard for sure. It can definitely be hard. Um, the The chances of, of getting sunk is always there because you never know quite what's going on. But there's more times than not, uh, the game is more just win than it is lose. Um, and and I know that I can't speak for everyone, but I I would like to think that most people would like to have that that sense of um, adventure in adventure mode and try and and live there as opposed to alliance servers. So I'm really curious. Um, this is something I don't think that Rare will ever move on, uh, but with the advent and the eventuality of custom servers um they've spoken about how they don't want commendations or gold or, or doubloons ancient skellies things like that to uh be able to be earned for or on custom servers so for you are custom servers um something that you would like to to have around like say say you wanted to you or have one is there a purpose for them for you like would you see them as a way to kind of train people up uh, by getting, you know, like eight people together and jumping on two galleons and going out and training up on how to fight each other? Or would you have them kind of learn how to do the tall tales so that they can go and do the tall tales on their own in adventure mode? I think that's interesting. The training is an interesting thought. They, I, I think they're good for content creators, for people that want to do, like if they put a free camera in those things, that yeah. would be great, man. People would be banging out videos awesomely. And then for all the events, there's tons of events, you know, races and fishing and all that stuff's good. And then for us personally, I know I would love to have a couple battles with some of the other crews I know, like just get us all together and be like, last man standing and just have a fight. Like yeah. that would be awesome. But I think if you're going to train somebody, you train them like baptism by fire. Like you have to, one of the things you have to learn in the game is like, it's okay to get sunk. It's okay to die. Like you're going to go to the ferry. You're going to come back and your boat's going to be gone. And it's just going to be crap floating in the water. Yeah. And you're going to be sad. It just, it's okay. It happens to everybody. Until you learn that, like, that's what I feel like a lot of people that I encounter on Twitter and the forums are people that like started playing. And then three hours later, they get sunk and they're enraged. Mm -hmm. Like, how can this guy come over? He's like, I'm a new guy. And it's like, okay, now you, now that happened. What did you learn? Like, make sure you pay attention to the horizon. Make sure you sell your stuff. Like, don't keep it on your boat for mm -hmm. so long. We have a, we joke that it's like, man, we'll stick somebody. And we're like, holy, like how much stuff do you have on your boat? You should have sold this two yeah. hours ago. And it's not yours until you sell yeah. it. 
So that so for you, it's always been more about and and I and I I'll I'll be honest, I actually tend to feel that way as well. I, I think some of the best ways to learn are are to get people out there and to and to run into situations where you're like, ah, you know, I didn't I didn't come at this ship in the right way. I I didn't anticipate yes. how I should have approached them. And I learned there's, you know, I, I've learned over the years, or not over the years, but just over the last year and a half, I would say. I can't remember when blender bombs were introduced, but blender bombs are a necessity yes. when you're gonna go bored. Yes. And you just have to have them. If you don't have them, you are you are crippling your ability to uh break people away from sword lunges or yeah Crowd control. it's, it's yeah. they're amazing yes. for that but you know if you if you don't have them then you are at a significant advantage that a lot of people don't learn to hang on to them because there's a lot of really good pc snipers out there like call of duty has, has shown that there's a lot of people that know how to quick snipe in this yes. game and as much as people want to uh you know talk about hit registration I get killed enough with with quick scopes to to, to know that the, <laughs> yes, that hit yes. registration's fine. It's fine. I know a lot of people would say otherwise, and there's proof and whatnot. But it, for the most part, I get killed more than I want want to because of good snipers. So right. blender bombs are almost a necessity for me. But to have people uh, get upset about getting sunk early on in the game, I almost I I and I can't remember when I had this discussion, but I almost wish that there was a way that Sea of Thieves could expand upon the Maiden Voyage system and give you a way to play with a new crew in kind of a closed environment where it actually takes you through some of the paces because doing the Maiden Voyage, you see a Kraken, you see a Meg, you see a ghost ship, cool. They don't actually hurt you. And I kind of wish that they did right. because it, it would force you to pay attention and be like, oh, this is what it's like to get hit with a cannonball. I, I didn't know that it was going to knock me off the cannon. I didn't know that it was going to take some of my health and put a hole in my ship and I have to deal with all of those things when I'm sailing. And because it's not a threat on the maiden voyage, it's kind of just a cinematic intro to, to what you can expect to see in the Sea of Thieves. Um, yeah. It kind of does a bit of a disservice because it doesn't, it doesn't paint those as dangerous as they actually can be in the game. Whereas I think if you actually had to go through the roar and into Sea of Thieves, and you you stuck on the same kind of private little server that you're on, but you could pick the ship size, and it loaded in new people in with you, and you had to go through a couple of those events. I think people would be way way better prepared getting into the real adventure mode. So for me, it's it's like one of those situations where I either run into people who are too good or really terrible, and every once in a while yeah. you'll come across a crew that is like matched with your skill level and it's one of those weird kind of dogfight standoffs in the middle of the scene you're like all right well who's going to run out of supplies first because we're not sinking each other yes war yes. of attrition so that's yes. where i'm i'm like you know i kind of wish that there was a little bit more of that because after a while you know when you're sailing you get so many supplies but how would you feel about something akin to like a better training mode for people? Because, uh, you know, talking about customer servers and, and training people up, you'd rather them, you know, trial by bat or trial by fire kind of thing. Um, it's not that I'd rather them do that. I just think they'd learn okay. better. And and I think we're veterans were introduced to all these yep. things slowly. The skeleton ships weren't in there. The Meg was just added mm -hmm. in. You know what I mean? Like all these things were slowly added in. So like we learned the game on a less 
crowded server or whatever. And now it's like all this stuff and you, a new person comes in and they're like, what the hell yeah. is happening here? And it can be, I'll see somebody be like, oh my God, you got to nerf skeleton ships. And it's like laughable in a way, but I can understand how that can happen. Because sometimes you could be sailing along, a skeleton ship hits you with a ballast ball. You're not paying attention. You're new. Bam, you go down real fast. You're like, what the heck happened? They seem impossible mm -hmm. to beat. And it's just, well, they're not, you know, you just didn't pay attention properly. You got to bucket more. But if you, I, I'm not against that. I thought of, you know, I always compare it to kind of to EVE online and EVE online is brutal as far as its learning curve and like how things work but they have Care Bear space or whatever so it's like uh -huh. a little cluster where you learn and then to actually play the real game you have to leave that thing and you can still die in Care Bear space and all that stuff Is that stuff, what they but... actually call it? Because I love that That I think that's hilarious. I think they might. It's been a while since I played. <laughs> I wish they'd turn that into a game instead of a spreadsheet simulator. But um, I haven't dove into that, but uh, yeah. I, I can totally see how that how that works. Yeah, it's awesome. It's the world is like controlled by the players. And I love that. And that's what drew me to Sea of Thieves is like, I didn't know anything about it other than the original trailer from one of the E3s way back in the day where they come run, you know, somebody's ringing a bell and they come running down mm. onto the, the yeah. beach and stuff. And then I bought Game Pass and I'm like, holy crap, it works on PC. Oh, oh man, right into it. And just started sailing on the solar sloop and just taught myself. Like got wrecked a lot, crashed a lot, like tried to figure out how to do the digs and stuff and looked up online and slowly kind of mm -hmm. got into it. And again, that's how I found Keelhog was just from like reading and and like, uh, let me just listen to some stuff or figure out what's yeah. going on. Um, and like, I I totally enjoyed that journey. And I, that's why I love the game. And I feel like I don't want to make everybody, you know, it's going to be different for everybody, but like, that's how it should be. Like, just take us, I, I would tell anybody, get a sloop, go sailing. Don't worry about sinking, do a voyage. Like your initial voyages, you can do like, you only have to generally go one island yeah. away and like learn to do it. Like, okay, okay. And like, just know that there's all this other stuff that you're going to eventually get to. Just get used to, doing this thing pay attention to the horizon jesus look at the horizon <laughs> yeah I would, I would actually take it a step further and say that i guess a great thing to do is if, if you can't get in with a crew and you just picked up the game uh grab a sloop solo do one or two missions and then go find trouble and lose because uh, yeah. I, I think I think yeah. getting over the the anxiety of like, you know, and I see this w w with any game that I play when I'm in an intense combative moment, I get adrenaline pumping, I get shaky, I get I get worked mm -hmm. up. I'm like, there's a reason why they call the, the hardcore people sweaty because they, you get sweaty working yourself up in this in this mode. And you're just like, oh, my God, I can't handle this. And I would say, yeah, grab a sloop, go try out a couple little missions and then go get into trouble and get sunk. Don't try to get sunk, try to win, but know that at the end of the, at the end of that little voyage, you're going because you want to get sunk. And I think we've seen that yeah. as, as we played over the years, you know, you always run into those crews that are like stacking three or four kegs and they're sailing directly at you. And you're like, what are these guys doing? They're not stopping and they're not turning. Yes. Anyone who got any cannonballs? Can we shoot them? Could, do they have kegs? And sure enough, they, they've just loaded a whole bunch of kegs and they're just doing one last hurrah. Because before they log out and then they they log and you're like, okay, well, never mind. I guess that was that was the end of their night. Right. That's the most dangerous pirates <laughs> on the sea are the ones that are done for the yeah. night. I mean, like, what are we gonna do with all these cakes? It's cannonballs we've collected. Like, go wreck that little sloop over there. It happened to us. I could do you do a flame heart fleet and we're loaded up with like wraith balls and stuff, and somebody spawns in. Hey, what's going on? All the wraith balls flying out. Oh, like, man. All right. They just yep. disconnect. Yeah. One of, the worst, you know, uh, one of the worst times I was ever playing was I, I jumped onto a server and I was doing the flame heart stuff. We got a couple of wraith balls 
And I was with, uh, I'm pretty sure I was with Thorvon Blitz from Twitter. And he and I were ending the night uh, for the most part, I think. And we sailed over to, I think it was GSO. And there was just one sloop there. And it was parked not at the spawn, but at one of the other docks. And we were just like, that's kind of weird. So we, we sailed over there. And I just started laying into them because I wanted those right those wraith ball shots for the commendation. I didn't care who they were or what they was going. And then I just hear the squeaky little kid's voice screaming in French. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm a horrible human being. What is wrong with me? I just ruined this kid's adventure. And <laughs> I just had to come. That's had the to come worst. to terms with it. Yes. Um, but I'm sure he probably just he probably sank someone at some point doing something that, that that really upset someone. He got a bunch of treasure for it, so I'm sure. I, I guess at this point, I'm I'm trying to understand with Alliance servers, and and I kind of want to beat this beat this uh, dead horse because I want people to know. Um, Please. That I, I think there's a place for everything. You say it's cheating. I say it's accessibility. Um, I, I don't think either of us are wrong in this instance. Uh, and I and I think both of us have very valid points as to why it's justified uh, to either not have them or to have them. So I, I really want to just kind of put it out there and say that with our Discord, we don't do alliance servers uh we do find from time to time someone will grab like you know we'll, we'll try and get ships together like a couple ships together on a server because we just have you know eight people wanting to jump in together on a friday night or something and we'll end up with like three or four ships and we'll try and fill those out because it, it, you know we got them might as well have them and use them and then we'll go and have some fun and i usually get home late and jump in just as everyone's getting off uh to to go to bed and I'm I'm just want people to have a place like if you are playing the game, you're struggling and you don't know where to go. Genzo, you I, I would I would love to hear your feelings on on the Discord and, and why you send people to our send people to the Keelhalt Discord. Cause I mean I could talk days about why I love why I love right. the people in there. I, I know you have some some veterans. A lot of the gentlemen and ladies of fortune I sail with are experts at the game and they're spread across, you know, the continents. Like, you know, we have a bunch of us East and West. We have Europe, you know, some Dutch. And like a lot of times I think people can't find somebody in their time slot. That's always the problem, right? Like you sail at 5 PM on an Eastern standard time. Like I'm not going to ever be able to sail with you then. Like I have to do dinner and stuff, but I bet just somebody on Keelhaul might be around and it can't hurt to ask or watch that channel when somebody's like, Hey, I'm sailing. Anybody want to sail? Like, yeah, I'll sail. And like you drop mm -hmm. in. And I like that. And then just the conversation, there was all today, there was a huge conversation about this PVP Alliance service stuff. And I like the idea of like a pirate Sherpa where I could get <laughs> two or three expert pirates and then pick up a newbie or two and take them out and be like, here's how you sail. Even just a sloop, like one-on-one, -on -one. like here's how you sail your sloop. Don't park with your anchor down aimed at the beach, turn your boat, have your sails up, your anchor up, you point it out to sea, keep an eye on the horizon, like do these few things. And once you kind of know that stuff, the game isn't yeah. hard, really, once you get past the initial stuff. PvP is a different animal or whatever. And like, that's you, the only way to get good at PvP is just to do it, in my mind. Yeah. And so then you're going to have to get into fights anyway. Like, you're going to have to do it, like you said, like, let's go get in trouble. But I, I think, and a lot of people on your Discord help are very helpful. You ask a question, bam, they'll know the piece of information you're looking for. Or like, you know, here, here's the, don't forget to go on Twitch today because there's going to be the, uh, the drops. Yeah. Oh man, the number um, of times he saved me on that—it's it's pretty brilliant. <laughs> yes. So yeah, thank thanks, you, Pat. Appreciate it. <laughs> so that—that's 
kind of what I was, uh, the more you bring up the idea of a Sherpa, I'm, I'm kind of thinking this through as I, I kind of workshop this in my head, but how would you feel if I introduced a role that, because I mean, the Discord has roles, the roles don't really mean a whole lot. Like the, the gold hoarder is the one that means the most. And then I've got my uh, quartermasters, which are just my my mods. Everyone else is is either just a, a sailor, a pirate, or a, a pirate legend. And I would I would be interested to know how do you think people in the Discord would be interested in the idea of having like a Sherpa tag, so that if there were people who were up for helping, if they had the time and, and energy, that new players could could hit them up and say like, Hey, you know, I, I was looking to learn how to do this. Would you like to schedule time or would you like to, to get some, get a sailing, uh, or get a ship together and do that? I think you'd, I think there definitely would be enough people that would want to do it. Like I wouldn't mind doing it. In fact, I was thinking like, Oh, I'll just pick a day, like every Wednesday night when I normally mm. can sail. If you're around and you're a new person, let me know. We'll schedule it. Like you said, so you just have a chat. All right. This Wednesday going to go out. We'll just figure out what you need to do and we're going to do it. Here's how you sail. Let's pay attention. Let's uh, like, I feel like a lot of times too, is like learn this gets, like I said, you get sunk. Like it's okay. Run from the people. I love running. That's our, my new thing. <laughs> as much as like fight against the, the PVP or PVE stuff lately on my Twitter, I've been fighting with PVP people that are like, I want front cannons and the boat should go faster. And all these people are running. I'm like, well, maybe they got stuff like running's a totally viable tactic. They're like, Oh, <laughs> getting in a rage. It's like, well, dude, what's wrong with you? Like you have nothing to lose. You just bounced into the server, saw them, went after them, and they're loaded down with treasure and escaped you. Like you failed to catch them. You, you're, you're just as bad as people that want the PVE only servers. Like, <laughs> learn this hunt better, hide. You know what I mean? I don't know what to tell you. Catch, figure out where they're going. Don't get so close. Huh? It's so funny. Like, you have to come in and ask a rare to make a thing so that the play the way I want you to play so I can kill you. <laughs> no, I'm gonna wave to you from the back of my boat as I get That's away. So funny. A lot of people. A lot of the requests that you see tend to be either oh, captaincy or the shrouded ghost, but they always want something that fixes the thing that they think is broke because of how it's how they play doesn't cater to what they want. Uh, so many times I saw like people that are just, I oh, need to fix uh, such and such emote because I can't tuck properly with it. Tucking was not originally yeah. intended with the game you guys made it and they've tried to facilitate that but it's it's not you can't crouch in sea of thieves which is it's also a weird thing but you know you're gonna have to you're gonna have to work with the tools that you got and if it's one thing that rare has always said is that it's tools not rules so come up with a different way of getting right. to that ship and you know, sometimes you have to try and uh, bait people around. Like there's so many times I've seen people who are running and you just have to try and sail to one side to try and push them into a different direction so Correct. that you can try and, you know, right. get them to go where you want them to go. It's kind of like uh, herding cats. doesn't work exactly right. how you want to do it, but there is a, <laughs> there is a finesse. There is a, 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 a means to the madness there. But I, I do agree with you. I would I would prefer it if Rare didn't have PVE servers because I, I find the value in adventure and I think adventure satisfies enough of what people want from it. And if not, you can always hop servers and that that may cost time. Um, but that's always the that's the fight with any game that I play. I, if I had more time, right. of course, I would be a word, world first WoW Raider. Or I would be, you know, like not, you know, I'd be <laughs> knocking out every single player game I bought on PlayStation, even with the the amazing number of 50 hours that I spent on that system last year. I already know, like if I had 
all the time in the world, I could totally get it up to, to 55. It would be easy to, to get it up to, and then I, you know, I'd be super pro. But with people that want PVE servers, I think that what you're talking about with getting veteran crewmates is a much more viable an easy process. If Sightless Combat is is an, a, a good enough example, him being able to play Sea of Thieves because of people that he can play with on yes. a regular basis who, who help him example. out, that is a great way to help facilitate people who need accessibility or just have anxiety. I love the idea of having people who aren't comfortable with fighting learning how to be expert captains and being able to sail the ship and call out things yeah. and see things from a perspective without having to worry so much about boarding a ship or hitting every cannon shot or worrying about snipers and stuff like that. So maybe that is the approach that we should all try to work towards until we find out something that will help kind of compensate for people that, yes. that deal with anxiety, that deal with uh, accessibility issues to to give player. In this instance, how how do you, and, and to kind of close this off, I, I wanted to give you an opportunity, but I did want to ask one last question is, is how do you respond to people who love the game, are fine with adventure, but they just want to have a chill session? And they don't, they still want to get gold. They still want to earn stuff and they're, they, they're okay with doing a couple events or something like that, but they, they don't want to deal with the PVP that night. Maybe other nights they're fine. They'll go out and reaper it up. Uh, but every once in a while, someone will get on and they just want to have a relaxed session. So how do you, how do you approach them from that perspective? The game isn't single player or casual. Like you get PVP is always mm -hmm. on. Like that's what the Sea of Thieves is, is that there's inevitably another pirate's going to come around. You know, that's the true threat in the game isn't the Kraken or the Meg or any of the skeletons or whatever. It's the, like we've said, the sweats or whatever, even just other people that are crazy at the end of the night that have a keg on their bow and, you know, the murder boats or whatever. Like you can't, you don't get to play that game or whatever in this game, especially if you want to have it be where you still acquire loot and rep. No, like, I'm sorry, it sucks that you want to have a chill time. And then my advice would be try it, just go sail somewhere and do it. And like maybe hide your ship or sink your ship. If you just want to go fishing on a thing, have a collector's chest or a, a supply crate to store your fish and just do it and then come back with your boat and drop your fish off mm -hmm. or whatever. The game isn't, you have to pay attention to the horizon. You have to be ready to either run or fight. And that's that's what the game is. And I, I, that's why I'm like worried about people that want to change it because I love the game as it is. And I'm, I'm not saying it can't be better or whatever, but I think making PVE is the wrong direction and it will be the leading edge of the end. It'll be, well, we want PVE service. Now we want you to nerf this thing. And now whatever, like, you know, splitting the dev time, like all of a sudden they have to, you know, they can barely get the feeds to work on this one set of servers let alone another set where things aren't working mm -hmm. or whatever and then as i said before where people are on the pve servers doing their stuff and then the pv the regular servers become pvp only that would ruin the game i could see i could see that and perspective so, we're trying to trying to get some pve content done and just having a bunch of people who just want to come pvp would really frustrate the heck out of me i i'd be really annoyed oh, then you have to you have to bounce then like you have to try yep. a different server at that point and like the pv the, this, the game is both at the same time all the time you could be doing pvp and like i always joke it's like toxic pve and the meg comes up and starts like we're we're gonna win this fight with this boat but the megs for whatever reason decided to only chomp on our ship mm -hmm. the whole time and we get sunk because the meg sunk us not because the other boat yeah. sunk us and so like you can't choose that either you know what i mean in fact we use those things sometimes when we're not having a good time like i'll just go sail close to a skelly ship and bring them in to just throw some chaos into the pot to like try to escape which is yeah. a tactic 
running away is a tactic. I am an expert runner awayer. <laughs> yeah, I I definitely feel you there. There's been times where I've lost lost out, like me sailing solo against a galleon, and I'm doing okay. I've got like a plan. Like I've already I've sailed to uh, Maro's Peak Outpost. I've grabbed the tall tail for the shores of gold. I've already let my ship ghost to, to north towards the, the the island, knowing that the galleon didn't have time or send the people over to get the tall tail, and I would be able to get into the shroud to bait them in there. And for whatever reason, I grab a mermaid and I get back on my ship right as I my ship crosses over two gunpowder barrels in some uh, uh, barrels of plenty. And I'm like, really? Ugh. And it takes down my yes. mast. And next thing I know, I've got three guys on my ship and they're all just, you know, they're just killing me and, and stealing all my stuff. And I'm like, Ugh. just happened to be the one time when I went across barrels of plenty and they just had it like if it was one keg, it wouldn't have been a problem. I probably could have salvaged it, but it was two. Right. And it was just enough to to knock down my mast. And that was what got me. And it's like, ugh. sometimes the PVE in this in this game works against you and sometimes it works for you. And it can be just as is it, you're right. It can be just as toxic as as the people in the game from time to time. But I can't report barrels to the devs. No, <laughs> no you so can't. No. I have to I have to reconcile. No. And it just yeah. happens. Like I said you just sink sometimes. Well, I didn't I, I didn't intend to end the episode with with you having the the I'm sorry, dad voice come in and apologize <laughs> that there's, you know, there is no shrouded ghost. It wasn't my intent. I genuinely wanted to, to have you on one because you've been part of uh, the community for a long time. You stream and I, I see value in that because the, the, the content that you do put out, even though you're not trying to make that like a like a full-time job the adventures that you have are really fun and you have a, a good set of people that are with you and you generally have good adventures but you bring an a, a perspective to cosmetics and alliance servers that i i don't hold a hundred percent true i i see that i see your points and i and i see that they're fair so i wanted to get that aspect of it onto the podcast because i know there's a lot of people that disagree with me about how i feel about alliance servers and if it's cheating or not and your opinion is their voice and i hope that they find solace in knowing that i value your your opinion as much as my own in this instance right on like i said we've had this conversation before and it's always been so long in the discord it's civil and I, it's just our opinions right like rare does what they do because they're rare like we can only discuss these things and i don't hate people that play on alliance servers i hang out with yeah. a lot of them you know what i mean in the discord or whatever but i just know they're there I'm like, that's like, it's hard for me to talk about. It. I'm like, you're cheating. And they're like, I'm not cheating. Why are you being mean to me? I'm like, no, 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 no. That's not, I don't. <laughs> well, I want everybody to have fun and enjoy the game too. I really do. Like you said, I want them to like, I want a million billion people to play the game nonstop so that they're constantly yeah. updating it. So as we're kind of closing out, um, I wanted to give you an opportunity to take some of the the people from the discord. If you wanted to call anyone out and for for being bad anchor touchers or just being terrible pirates if there was any smack that you wanted to talk now oh, that man. you could get recorded for eternity that they just couldn't like no one listening to this podcast was going to have the opportunity to be like oh i wonder what they said back they're never going to know you're the only one that's going to be able to say anything is there anyone that you want to call out and be like, I can't believe you did this to me this one night? Uh, not that I could think of. I will <laughs> say that I am a dirty anchor toucher. You could touch the anchor. Drop that anchor. Go ahead. It's okay. It's a tool. <laughs> like it's part of the boat. It wouldn't be Is there. It okay, I mean, like I, sure, sure. 
I contend that going full steam at an island and dropping the anchor and stopping and then having half the crew go off and then somebody else stay back to raise the sails and raise the anchor and turn around is a much more time efficient thing. And also, seafarers' chests are trash. Why, why are you spending all this time picking up these seafarer trash uh, chests? It's all about gold over time. I am a gold hoarder. Rathbone is my like spirit <laughs> animal. Like I want all the gold, but I want gold fast. I only have so much time to play. I don't want... Like, you can leave those crappy chests inside the vaults. Just get the good ones and we'll get another vault. What about the little trinkets? How do you feel about all those little trinkets? If you have a chest, they're worth as much as a seafarer's chest. But if you have a collector's chest, you can get three of them at a time. And so then they are worth it for Mm -hmm. unloading. You know, it's, it's the time involved. Like, I only have so much time. We we uh, we try to come up with a, a statistic at the end of the night or the next day of gold per minute. Like, how much gold per minute did we make? You have a, a, and that's always you have a, a top fun. so far that you've been able to earn? I, you know, I can't think of what it is. 2,700 per minute is maybe a, one of our, our top, top things. Because I'll sail for about three hours-ish. And sometimes we'll come out and be like, holy crap, we made like 400,000 just in that thing. Because like I said, we'll kill somebody and like, they have so much treasure on board. <laughs> like how much treasure do you have on board? And like, that's where it's like, we did our thing and their thing. And we sell it all. And like, that's where you, you get awesome. it. Do you have and a, so, uh, you said yeah. gold hoarders, your, your favorite is, is, would you say that as that is your favorite? Cause I see you run in Reaper a lot, but is gold hoarder still kind of your top trade company? No, it's, I, I meant the, the gold hoarder oh, is my spirit animal. So you don't care about the gold hoarders. And like we, the thing with running Reaper is you turn in everything, you get your Reaper emissary, emissary rep. You know what I mean? So like every single thing gets 2.5% or 2.5 times the worth. Whereas if you're just running gold hoarder and you do a gold hoarder mission, you're going to get skulls and merchant stuff too, but you don't get the bonus uh. on that. And sometimes we run Reaper to pick a fight. Like, come, come at us. Like, we want to see what happens. That's what happened last night. And they, <laughs> they came at us, so we couldn't handle it. <laughs> but we did get half. Of, we did get half of a, a port of the dams. It's pretty good. But yeah. awesome. Well, I appreciate you coming on. Um, I would love it if you could plug your stuff. Oh, Thanks for having you. me. I, I, I mean, I've been wanting to have you on for a while. It's always just been kind of like, who's coming up? Is there anything major that I need to talk about? And if not, can I grab Chenzo on? Uh, to talk about one, how Ray Romano gets away with playing Sea of Thieves, and two, our Alliance servers really cheating. And I'm supposed to talk I about that. Did I say that? I'll cut it out. I promise. <laughs> Ray, thank you so much. Um, but yeah, let let people know where they can get a hold of you, uh, and and what they can expect for your for your streams. Um, uh, they can find me, I guess, on the Twitters. Uh, I don't even know what my <laughs> My thing is, it's one Chenzo, I believe. And then on uh, Twitch, I am Chenzo Rama. And then come to Logan's Discord. Come to Logan's Discord. I'm there. I type too much. I reply to everything. At least I'll give you an emoji reply. Awesome. But yeah. And and you have your own Discord, which is kind of a secret Discord that I've heard about. Is this Are these rumors true? It's not a secret Discord. It's in my Twitch or my, my, well, my Twitch and Twitter profiles or whatever. But this is where it's like, I don't want to... I don't know. Mine's not as friendly as yours. That's not the right way to say it. It's not uh, not PG. That's maybe is that no, a that's way fair. to put it. I mean, I have very very set rules in the Discord because I want to. I want there to be uh, an option if kids want to come. You know, thirteen year old up teens 
want to come to the discord and, and chat and whatnot i try to keep things as civil so that people don't have to worry about where they're checking out the kill hall discord like they can be at work and not have to worry about anything but i recognize right. like you know i i swear i swear like a sailor all the time but i try to keep i totally got through this without dropping it, one f-bomb i am, I am super too proud i'm of very myself. surprised you almost let the s word go <laughs> but you caught yourself and i was i was like i was I ready for the marker yes. i was like i'm gonna meow this out so hard and you didn't and i was very <laughs> impressed with that I was like, all right, cool. All right, Pirates, that's going to do it for this episode of Keel Halt. I hope you enjoyed it. I wanted to bring Chenzo on for a while. He's, and I know I say that every time I bring someone on, but he's someone that has been really cool with the community. He's always supported me, even when it hasn't been something that's like outwardly spoken. And he and many others on the Discord server do hold these values very true and i respect them for that because to me the game has always meant just people enjoying themselves and if you're not doing that then i want to help make that different but if you don't know how to get a hold of me there's plenty of ways to do that so feel free to head over to twitter on at c-a-p-t underscore l-o-g-u-n uh, you can always email me at c-a-p-t l-o-g-u-n at gmail.com i did get a couple emails from folks um, i don't have time to address those this week i will hopefully get some time this coming week to jump on those don't forget about the twitch drops those are starting i believe on the 18th and feel free to join up with the discord uh, other than that i hope you all have a wonderful week with sea of thieves as we continue our venture into the season one and hopefully we'll get some more events outside of the champions of the souls or hoarder of the souls however they want to decide they play that naming convention and other than that that's going to do it so pirates thank you i love you and i look forward to sailing with you on the sea of thieves drama? It's True Vault Escapades! That's right, follow the death-defying adventures of Detective Walter Camry and his vault girl Bunny as they solve the wasteland's biggest mysteries. From the dramatic Texas prologue to the high-stakes world of New Vegas, Walter and Bunny risk it all to crack everything from murders, slaver syndicates, and corruption at the highest level in post-nuclear America. True Vault Escapades, it's a fallout show with a detective twist. Look for True Vault Escapades wherever you get your podcasts. Following is a public service announcement from the Starter Set Dungeons and Dragons podcast. This is your D&D campaign. This is the Starter Set podcast. You know how like poison frogs don't lick each other's backs. So it's Howl's Moving Castle mm -hmm. with a face. Mm -hmm. Hey there, I'm Great Mandibles. Because <laughs> one of the party speaks abyssal. You're all going to die. <laughs> and then adventure falls into your lap. This is your D&D campaign after listening to the Starter Set Podcast. So join Sam and Ed every Friday on the Starter Set Podcast for prime Dungeons & Dragons content. Any questions?